It's time to bring in Walter Cherpinski from WalterFootball.com. We're in the midst of draft season. And, Walter, I, I want to start this off just a little bit with your process. You know, as we get closer to the draft, you can go on any site on the Internet, and you're going to see basically clickbait articles where people are just – you know, coming up with the craziest things ever. They barely know players on, on the teams, you know, addressing needs and stuff. Whereas you guys at WalterFootball.com, you're in the trenches, and that's where you get your information from. Yeah, uh, yeah, we I, we watch every single game, I, and I watch every single game multiple times. Uh, I feel like I know these teams inside and out. And Charlie Campbell, our senior NFL draft analyst, he does an amazing job talking to sources at various teams. And uh, it, it's pretty amazing because during draft week, I'll, I'll get a text from Charlie saying, hey, Team X is taking this prospect if he's available. And he'll, he'll be right 100% of the time. That's, that's how he got his first 10 picks correct last year. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's a lot of work, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I, I can't wait. It's only 10 days from now. So you can check out uh, Walter and Charlie's uh, drafts at WalterFootball.com. So, Walter, a lot of people seem to think it's a foregone conclusion. We're going to see four quarterbacks go right off the board. You guys are not thinking that way, and I have a feeling you're right on that. Yeah, so I, I think three will go in the top four. Uh, Cedar Shroud, Bryce Young, uh, probably one and two, and then Anthony Richardson, I think, will be either number three or number four, depending on if there's a trade uh, with the Cardinals. Um, I, I think Will Levis might fall, though. Uh, you know, I, I, we, we've been asking around, or I should say Charlie mostly has been asking around to teams uh, if they like Will Levis. And I, I can tell you this, there's a team drafting in the top ten who will almost certainly have will, will Levis fall to them, and they won't take him even though they need a quarterback. Uh, they just don't like him very much. Uh, the accuracy is a big issue. Uh, the fact that he has issues during the touch pass is, is a problem, too. Um, we can see a type of fall that we saw from uh, Malik Willis last year. I, I don't think he'll go in the third round or anything, but it wouldn't shock me if he fell out of the first round. I still have him in the first round of my mock draft. I have him going 19 to Tampa Bay. Um, but I, I think there, I think there's a good chance he'll fall to the teams or the twenties. So I'm a Giants fan, so I'll be a little bit, uh, you know, trying to pick your brain on this. <laughs> so it, it, going through Giants circles, all the, you know, all the reporters and writers are saying it's wide receiver or bust. And granted, they do have a big need at wide receiver. You have them taking Jack Campbell from Iowa. What's your thought process there? And also, are there other receivers that you'd be looking for, maybe round two or three, to kind of help fill out that Giants core? Yeah, uh, actually, I'm updating my mock draft tonight at 10 o'clock, and I'm going to have the Giants uh, taking, uh, I think I think it's uh, Cedric Tillman, uh, the receiver from Tennessee, Love it. In, the sec- in the second round. Uh, so uh, I think that the, uh, the Giants, from what we hear, uh, they, they really love all four receivers. Uh, there are some teams that like one receiver more than the other. I think you could see the top four receivers in this class. That's uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, and Jordan Addison. You could see them in any order because – Certain teams have, uh, like, some people have Zay Flowers over the other guys. Some teams will have Quinn Johnson over the other guys. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they fall. Um, the Giants, from what we hear, love all of them, and they're they're really hoping that one of them falls to 25. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. There's just so many teams that need receivers in front of them. And not only that, there are teams behind them, like the Bills, uh, the Chiefs, if, if the Bengals trade T. Higgins. Uh, there are teams behind them that could trade up ahead of them to take a receiver. So it's going to be tough unless they move up. Um, I don't think one of those receivers will fall to 25. If, if they do, the Giants will be thrilled. Um, if they don't, I think Jack Campbell is a likely pick. Uh, the Giants have needed help at linebacker for a long time. A long um, time. Campbell, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Campbell is, uh, I think he could go as high as 18 to Detroit. It's not an ideal pick for the Lions, but, you know, if, 
if all the guys like are off the board by 18, that Campbell could be the pick there. But at 25, I think that's a pretty solid value. So, you know, about a month or six weeks ago, we were talking about Jalen Carter could be the, you know, the, the best player in this draft. Off-field issues, much like we saw at Laramie Tunsil, who then dropped, uh, I believe, the 13 to the Dolphins. How do you see, or you know, what are teams saying about Jalen Carter, and are they willing to take, you know, risks a little bit on the, on the off-the-field issues? What's your plan for him? Well, we know that two teams in the top 10 who could use him have taken them off their board. Um, now, we don't talk to every team. It's impossible. Some teams just don't uh, ever do one information i think for example the patriots are one team that's eluded us they, they don't let anything out yeah. <laughs> i've only gotten one pick from the patriots right in, in my history um, but, <laughs> um, i think that was lawrence maroney a long time ago but um, <laughs> that is a while ago uh, yeah 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 seriously um but jalen carter is just some mega talent and i, I have a feeling that he may slide I, right now i have him um going uh number five uh to seattle um so there's there's a chance that he could still go top five. Seattle has taken uh, some players with uh, questionable uh, character concerns before. They've had him in for a visit, so there, there's at least some interest. I'm sure they've done their due diligence on him. Um, if Seattle passes on him, you could see him slide to nine or ten. Uh, I think the Eagles might take a chance because they're right on the cusp of going back to the Super Bowl again, perhaps winning it. Um, but you know he could take the tonsil type slide and, and fall to the teams and. You know, these teams and the teams are, you know, they might be looking at Carter and thinking, wow, he can't, I can't believe uh, he fell to us. Um, you know, a team like the Jets, for example, at 13, um, you know, they need an offensive lineman um, or perhaps a receiver. But, you know, if Jalen Carter falls to them, they could be looking at Jalen Carter and Quinnen Williams uh, collapsing the pocket against Josh Allen. I, I think that would be huge for a team like the Jets, so, you know, a team in the teams. So I, I don't think Carter is going to fall out of the first round or anything, but there's a chance he could fall out of the top ten. Ira, what do you have uh, for Walter? Well, Walter, the first question I would have would be, first of all, let me just uh, push your site. I use Walter football not just for draft, but during the year. Like, as the year goes on, you have all the players for next year. If I'm watching a college football game, I want to look to see what players, you know, this is a fifth rounder, this is a fourth rounder, this is a third rounder. I even look at the offensive linemen that you list because I want to get an insight into that. So I, I'd use your site year-round, not just for the draft. But my first question would be, uh, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. It seems like they're, you know, you can. It's fifty-fifty each way. What's going to happen? You have C.J. Stroud going first to Carolina, uh, and Bryce Young going second to Houston. Yeah, it's right now from what we hear from Carolina, uh, the coaches really want C.J. Stroud, uh, especially Josh McCown, the quarterback coach. He, he loves C.J. Stroud, um, but the owner uh, and I guess the GM they want um, they want Bryce Young. So right now there there is a debate in in front office. I don't know if they've decided. Uh, by that, our, this information is about a week old. Uh, so we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see what happens, whether the coaches went out or, or the owner uh, slash GM. Went. I think it's about 50-50. So, yeah, like you said, it is 50-50 right now. I, I'd be shocked if, if either of those two quarterbacks fell out of the top two. Um, the only way I could see that happening is if Houston – if they really love Trey Lance or something and they trade for him and, you know, suddenly the either young or Stroud falls to three or four. Um, I, I think they're definitely, I think otherwise they're going to go one, two. I loved your report where you criticized Houston and the you know, last week, the first week of January and decision to win that game and what that cost them. Yeah, I, it was so bizarre. Uh, they were in full control of the number one pick and, you know, they could have had whichever quarterback they wanted. Um, if, if, for some reason, they don't like either of Young or Stroud, and there there are there are some question marks, uh, a few question marks with with either. Um, 
it, suddenly that, that decision will look really foolish if they don't get the quarterback they want just because they want a game that um, not only like it, it, it also, um, you know, like I, I just don't understand why they would do that. And also like put the Colts in position uh, to maybe get one of those uh, players if, if the Texans pass on them. So um, I, I don't I get what they did at the end. Um, it, it took a miracle to win that game. They had to convert a couple of fourth and longs on the final <laughs> drive and then the two-point conversion. It's just like a slow, painful death for the Texans fans who are just hoping for the number one pick. Um, after Saquon Barkley was picked in number two, I, people were saying, oh, we're never going to see these running backs picked so early. You have B. John Robinson of Texas going to Detroit at number six. Yeah, uh, so I'm usually against teams taking a uh, first-round running back. Uh, I think the only exception is if a team is on the cusp of winning the Super Bowl because I, I think at number six, or if you look at the Eagles at number 10, I think those are the two teams that make sense for John Robinson uh, in the top 10. Um, I, oh, I guess, believe it or not, I, I, I guess I should preface this thing. I, I believe the Lions are one of the best teams in the NFC. They were 8-2 they were in their final 10 games last year. They clobbered every team they played that made the playoffs except for the Bills, and that was a, that was a tight loss. So I, I consider the Lions one of the better teams in the NFC, and the Eagles, obviously, they went to the Super Bowl. So right now, those two teams, um, they couldn't take any other player at 6 or 10 who would help them more this year than Bijan Robinson. So uh, if you're looking at a team in the first round that is that has a good chance of making a Super Bowl run, I, I'm I'm in favor of them taking a talented running back like Robinson or Jameer Gibbs later on, uh, you know, the, the 20s or or the 30s or 31. Um, so uh, I, I think that makes sense for Robinson. But if you look at some of the other teams that have been linked to him, you know, the Patriots have been rumored to like him which probably means they're not going to take him. But uh, <laughs> let's just say hypothetically, if the Patriots take him at 14, I think that's a huge mistake because right now they're not anywhere close to being a Super Bowl team. So by the time they get there, Robinson's going to have a lot of wear and tear on his body and you know he's going to be wearing down. Um, so I, I, I would not like that. But if a team like, you know, for example, like the Bills, for example, if they took Jameer Gibbs at 27, I would love that for them because – Gibbs could help them right away to win the Super Bowl, kind of like the like I said with Robinson uh, helping the Eagles line. Um, I'm a huge Steelers fan, of course, and Joey, and I'm a few Penn State fan. So Joey <laughs> Porter, I mean, what a story! His father was a star Steeler uh, player uh, to go to the Steelers at 17. I, I see Porter though. The question is, I sometimes see him earlier in some drafts, but also the Steelers maybe not taking a quarter at that, going maybe wide receiver. So talk about the Steelers selection of Porter at 17 that you're projecting. Well, it's a big need for them. I, I think ideally they would love a tackle uh, like Darnell, um, Darnell Wright, um, or uh, Broderick Jones, or um, maybe uh, perhaps if Skaronsky falls because of his short arms, I don't think he will. But um, I, I think one of those would make sense uh, for the Steelers at 17. I, I just don't think that the tackles will fall that far. Um, so if, if all the first-round tackles are off the board, which all, I guess concerns Tampa as well, um, I think the Steelers would look at another big position in need. And I think cornerback is, is that, I mean, they signed Patrick Peterson this off season, but he, he's an older player. You don't know what you're going to get out of him. He had a solid year last year, but he's in his mid thirties. Now um, the Steelers, they just signed him for the short term. Uh, they need a number one cornerback for the long term, And uh, you know, in a, in a division where you have to play against uh the Bengals receivers, Mark Case and T Higgins, uh, you need all the help you can get in the secondary. 
Um, and we, we saw the Steelers draft Kenny Pickett last year because uh, the owner vowed never to pass on a pit quarterback ever again <laughs> after passing on Dan Marino. Um, the, I guess if they like their narratives, uh, they have to, they almost have to take uh, Joey Porter Jr. Um, at 17. And, you know, if they don't, there's a chance that Baltimore takes them. And that would be, that would not be ideal if, if they like their narratives that much. No, that's not a good narrative. Uh, one thing we're seeing in the NFL is the emergence of tight ends, the tight end position, a lot of star tight ends. Uh, including Kittles and everyone else, but uh, you have Michael, two good tight ends in this draft: uh, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame and Dalton Kincaid of Utah. And you have them both at the end of the first round. Mayer going to the Cowboys, which the Cowboy fans would be excited, I think, for that one. And then Cincinnati, if they need any any more weapons than that, is now giving them Dalton Kincaid, Kincaid at uh, tight end. Yeah, actually, in the, in the mock draft I'm updating tonight, there are going to be three tight ends in the first round. I'm actually pushing up Kincaid to uh, number 15 to the Packers um, because he was cleared medically. That was the only uh, question mark with him. Um, so with that in mind, uh, I, I think that the Packers might like him a lot. Uh, they brought him in for a visit. He's, he's super athletic, a uh, ton of upside, and you know Aaron Rodgers presumably is not going to be there anymore. So uh, they can't count on Rodgers. Uh, getting these mediocre players up to play well anymore because Jordan Love has no experience. So uh, I, I think they want to surround Love with as many weapons as possible. It could be a receiver, but, uh, you know, given that they brought in all these first-round tight ends uh, for visits, I think they're going to take one of them. And Kincaid makes the most sense to me as, as the most the most athletic guy. I still have Mayer to the Cowboys, and then I have uh, Darna Washington to the Bengals, as you said. So the uh, Bengals taking another tight end. Uh, the Bengals wanted Trey McBride last year. Uh, he was in the second round. Arizona took him. Um, so I, I think they, they want to, to, to take a tight end. They lost Hayden Hurst this offseason. There's talk that they might trade one of T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd just because it's going to be hard to, to resign both uh, Higgins and Chase to big contracts. Uh, and also Boyd is going to command some money. So I, I think financially they have to move one of those guys eventually. And if they do, suddenly uh, the, this tight end that they could draft in the first round would, would make a huge uh, would, would be a huge help for them. Right, right. So I went to the Tennessee-Georgia game in Athens, and I got there. I think the, I was the first person in the stadium, and there's and Hendon Hooker was on the field throwing. And I I go I like to love to go to the games early and see quarterbacks throw in their shorts when just to have fun. I've never seen a quarterback. His arm strength was off the charts. You know I've loved him. Um, I think he's. I can't believe he's dropping so much. You have him going to the Colts at 35, and I see names. I see, you know, Mike Tannenbaum. Everybody seems on ESPN like Mel Kuyper likes Will Levis, and Mike Tannenbaum is pushing Hendon Hooker. So <laughs> if, they had, if they were the GMs of the teams, we know what they would be doing. But you have Hooker going to the Colts at 35. Are you assuming the Colts don't draft them, of course, a quarterback in the first round? Yeah, I, I don't think the Colts will draft Will Levis. I think they might uh, have interest in Anthony Richardson if he, if he drops to them, uh, but I, I think that a team might trade up to number three to take Richardson. So if they don't get Richardson or Levis, uh, you know, they, they don't have a quarterback, so they definitely need one. Um, there's still an outside chance that they could trade, they could sign in uh, Lamar Jackson. That would, that would cost them two first-round picks. Um, they're, they're the only team that said that, that they didn't decline the possibility of uh, getting Jackson. So uh, if they don't do that, I think Hendon Hooker is the only other possibility who makes sense. They might have to trade up uh, for him at the, toward the end of the first round. Uh, you know, it's a team that likes to move down. The Eagles like to move around a lot, so maybe they, they trade up to 30 or something. Uh, so, yeah, Hooker, I mean, if he, if he, if he didn't tear his ACL, I, I think he'd be a first-round pick. Um, there's just some some concern with that. Also, he's, he's going to be 26. Uh, so older older uh, quarterback prospects who have entered the NFL usually have not done well. But um, 
I think he might be an exception. He, he was just terrific uh, for Tennessee last year. It's just a shame that he tore his ACL because otherwise I think uh, we'd be talking about him being a top 20 pick for sure. I think he might have won the Heisman Trophy too. I think if he didn't tear yeah. his ACL. But uh, you have, go, staying on the quarterbacks, you have Tanner McGee uh, going, of Stanford going to Denver, Stetson Bennett, who was the, won two national championships of Georgia, and, uh, going to Detroit. These are in the third round. And Max Dugan of, of TCU going to Minnesota. Sort of talk about, and I certainly understand Denver, Denver with Russell Wilson, but where would Detroit, why would Detroit take Stetson Bennett considering they have Jared Goff and Bennett's an older quarterback? Well, I mean, they, I think they want to develop uh, a young quarterback. I, I think it could be um, any of the, the names you mentioned. It wasn't um, it wasn't Bennett specific for any specific reason, except for the the fact that I think Dan Campbell would love his you know his leadership and, and fiery attitude. That, that's that's the only reason I, I slotted Bennett uh, to to the Lions. Yeah, he is an older quarterback. There is some I, I've I've seen some reports saying that there is some off the field stuff with him. I, I know he was arrested for a public intoxication. I, I don't. I don't think that's a big deal, um, you know, especially for someone like Campbell who uh, really loves uh, the team leaders and stuff like that. And the Lions do need someone to groom behind Jared Goff. I, I think they want to develop a quarterback. Um, there, there was there was talks that um, if the Browns uh, cut Baker Mayfield last off season, the Lions uh, would have signed him as a as a developmental guy behind Goff. Um, so I, I think they're going to draft a quarterback uh, round three, four, five, something like that. And Bennett makes sense, but you could really plug in um, I, any of the names you mentioned or some other guys too. So we're down here in South Florida. Have to ask a question. I mean, the Dolphins pick, you know, for tampering purposes, they lost their first round mm -hmm. pick. They do have that second, and uh, you think they would go offensive line. Well, you're actually projecting offensive line for that second pick, the 51st pick overall. Yeah, they have to protect uh, Tua Tagovailoa. He, he hasn't played a full season yet. Uh, his injury in that Packer game uh, late last season really derailed their, their chances. I, I would have loved to have seen them um, enter the playoffs with a healthy Tua. I think they may have beaten the Bills, considering how how poorly the Bills played late in the year when Von Miller got hurt. Um, and that game, that game against Miami with Skylar Thompson playing quarterback was close. So I think Tua may have put them over the top. And um, I, I don't know how far the Dolphins would have gone, but they have so much talent at receiver that you know those guys can go the distance any play, and they can beat anyone. They just have to protect Tua. That, that's their, the number one priority. Uh, they made some good moves last offseason, um, getting a couple of offensive linemen, Turner Armstead, Connor Williams. But they still need some help in the interior. I have been taking Steve Avila. Um, he can play center or guard. Uh, I, th I think the Dolphins would really like that uh, versatility. Yeah, and then stay sticking with the Florida teams, Jacksonville. What a great year they had last year. Looking to really add on that. And you have them, I think, taking quarterback Kelly Ringo of Georgia at 24. Yeah, they, they were so explosive offensively, and they're going to get Calvin Ridley joining the team. So they're going to be even better offensively, as, as great as they were down the stretch. problem was their defense. They, they couldn't stop anyone, uh, including the Chiefs. Uh, in, in two games, they, they couldn't get Patrick Mahomes off the field. So if the Jaguars are going to make a Super Bowl run, they're going to have to go through Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow, which is extremely <laughs> difficult. They should win the division easily, but they have to look forward past that. Uh, so, you know, getting edge rushers, uh, cornerbacks, uh, players like that uh, to really slow down these corner, these uh, elite quarterbacks in the AFC, uh, that has to be their priority. Uh, they drafted an edge rusher last year in the, uh, at number one overall. Uh, usually teams don't like to, to go back-to-back 
uh, at the same position in consecutive years because it it just causes a headache when when their contracts are up. Um, so I, I think the Jaguars could go corner early and then maybe address uh, the edge rush, second, third, fourth round. Uh, uh, they could they could use a, an off, an offensive lineman to replace Jawan Taylor. He's gone, uh, but I expect them to go heavy defense, cornerback, safeties, uh, pass rushers. That's uh, <laughs> definitely. Um... So anyway, in terms of the overall, I, this is like I feel like I have to ask this question. Like it's almost a standard question to ask, just to confirm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will be playing for the New York Jets next year, and Lamar Jackson will be playing for the Baltimore Ravens, just to confirm. I, I think I'm more confident in Rodgers playing for the Jets. I, I think they're going to get a trade done eventually. It'll probably be for one of the one of the second round picks the Jets have. Uh, they have 42 and 43. I think it's going to be for one of them. Uh, and they, they might get a, another pick in 2024. It might be conditional. Like uh, if the Jets make it to the second round of the playoffs, for example, they, they, it could be a second rounder, otherwise third rounder. So I, I think it'll be two second round picks overall or two second day picks overall uh, for Rodgers. So I, I think that'll happen uh, eventually. With with Jackson, uh, the issue is that he's, at, he's asking for way too much guaranteed money. Uh, he wants more guaranteed money than Sean Watson got for the Browns. And I, I don't blame him for thinking that way, but Watson it just got an absurd contract that, that you just don't see. Uh, it's the Browns, it was the Browns' mistake that's causing this, this headache for the Ravens, uh, which I, I guess if you're the Browns, you might be happy about that because they, they hate the Ravens. But uh, I, I think that I think Jackson will ultimately uh, go back to Baltimore. But like I said, I think there's a more of a chance that Rodgers goes to the Jets than Jackson goes back to Baltimore. It wouldn't surprise me if he's traded to the Colts. Oh, okay. That's news. And one last question. We have, we're talking to uh, Walter Cherbransky of WalterFootball.com, the best, in my, in my opinion, the best draft, uh, preview draft, also during the whole year of rating. Give me one player who, no matter where it goes, it's like this per player is going to be awesome. It's going to—he's probably going to be drafted late, but you know, after watching all the film you did of all college football, what is there a player out there which, if you had a general, if you were the Mel Kiper and the Mike Tannenbaum, you'd be saying, pounding the tables like, draft this person, draft this person. Someone I like on day three, uh, I think he's going to go day three. Is uh, uh, well, you might like this, the Penn State uh, safety, Jair Brown. Yes, um, yes, yes. So, I love the, I love him. Joey Porter gets uh, yeah. all the credit, and Brown, yeah, that, exactly. That great, great. I love that one. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, so with him, he's not the biggest or fastest guy, uh, which is why he's going to go in day three probably. But his instincts are off the charts. And, and for a safety, I think that's so important. Uh, I think a safety with, with elite instincts like, like, like Brown has is someone who could start day one. Now, I, don't know if he, I don't think he's going to be a, a perennial Pro Bowl or anything just because he, he doesn't have the elite upside. But he, could, he can make plays for teams. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a good starter in the NFL I would I would definitely take him in the fourth round. I would even consider him in the third round. But I, I think he's he's going to fall because of his uh, lack of you know elite traits uh, and physicality. But um, I, I think that fourth fourth round, maybe even fifth round for him, I, I I think that would be a slam dunk pick for for a team that needs safety. Oh, so anyway, um, uh, Mike, Mike might have. I think Mike is sitting there. He's still he's nervous about his Giants. So <laughs> I think he wants some help there. But uh, go ahead, Mike. Ask no, him. I was just going to say, um, you know, th- thank you so much for uh, joining us. Like we said, uh, WalterFootball.com, really the authority across uh, across the internet when it comes to this. Don't be tricked into a lot of these clickbait sites. WalterFootball.com is where you need to get all your draft and NFL knowledge. And Walter, I know you're uh, going to be really busy these next couple of weeks. So thank you so much for joining us. 